Welcome to Seth Farbman on podcast from startup to stock exchange. So for uh, today's Zoom podcast, we have a, uh, I want to say an interesting concoction of lessons from the following persona to learn from. Because most people that we have on this guest, we were able to glean one lesson, whether it's how to succeed in technology, how to take a company public, how to be successful in business. And with today's guest, Vlado, who's the CEO of My Physique, traded on the Australian Stock Exchange for now, soon to be on the NASDAQ Exchange. Uh, full disclaimer, we hope, in the very near future, uh, under the uh, current ticker symbol MYQ. Um, Vlado, it is a true privilege and pleasure to have you here today, and we're hoping that uh, you're going to enlighten us with a lot of business and life lessons for the uh, for the listeners of the podcast here today. So thank you for taking the time and being here with us today. Absolute pleasure, Seth, and good to see you again. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while, and uh, I got to be honest, I'm still getting used to the time zone difference when working with you. You know, it's uh, my day, your night, but the good thing is that neither of us sleep, and we seem to always be working. So it, it works exactly. out okay. It works out okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. To kick things off here, why don't you take the uh, take the two three minute high level version of what my physique is, um, and then I'd like to sort of back into how it is that you got there. Some questions that I have as a business guy in terms of um, what I think our audience and our listeners will would would like to ask you if they had the opportunity. But go ahead, tell us what my physique is in its current form. Sure. So my physique in its current form is a mobile-based technology. So from your mobile phone, uh, what we've created is a capability utilising a mobile phone camera to take multiple images of yourself and it returns to you uh, a number of measurements across the human form. So we track you over 12,000 data points. We have a seven-year deep algorithm that we've built that does this very, very accurately and successfully. And we're using this at the moment to um, assist people across multiple verticals uh, commercially from health to insurance to trying apparel on, uh, online and knowing that when you receive it, it's going to fit. So it's a very easy, convenient, cost-effective and quick way to understand your anatomy. So one of the things that I was really uh, sort of impressed by the first time that we met is I've heard it, I had heard of my physique prior to our first meeting in New York City. Um, and and to be completely transparent, my first impression was, okay, that's pretty cool technology, measuring app, but what, what I, it didn't register with me was the number of applications to different industries that you were able to apply it to. And, you know, I, I'm not gonna do it justice when I say that it applies to health, to apparel, to insurance, um, can you sort of just give the landscape of the different verticals that you've been able to expand the, the, the company to? Well, so my background was I was a professional athlete. So from my side of things, knowing through the training that I was doing and understanding the changes in my physique was paramount to me. So when I first came up with the, the idea of what today has turned into my physique, it was exactly that. It was something to track my physique because I was training in weights. I was competing um, and I was doing a lot of things around you know the athletic side and knowing those incremental changes that you couldn't see in the mirror 
but through a digital interface without having to constantly go to a personal trainer, run a tape around me, or go and see my physician to get a DEXA scan done to read my body fat composition. Um, I thought this would be the holy grail of health and fitness. And just the sheer vanity involved in health and fitness, it's just a gigantic market. It's a $700 billion a year market. And that was, if you like, my first view of what I wanted to do with the technology was measure myself and understand how to do that. So health and fitness is a bit of a no-brainer, so to speak, um, because people, you know, they, they're dieting, they're exercising, they're restricting calories, they're doing all sorts of things to themselves, you know, jumping on scales, looking in the mirror, trying on their clothes, and they go through changes week to week, month to month, and they want to know what those changes are. And when you have a scale, it's a mass indicator, whereas we've created the, the indicator of dimensional size. So it actually tells you what is changing and where is it changing? Is that where I want it to change? So it's super important what we do. So that's a fitness vertical. And as I said earlier, just the sheer vanity in that space uh, draws people in to use that. We've recently launched in Australia with a company called Evolt that have you know, 500,000 active users and they've been distributing it now for about, probably all up about 20 days um, through some tips and turns that we went through initially. But the uptake's been great. The feedback has been sensational. And what it's doing is giving people a, a paradigm shift in how they're actually tracking themselves and understanding they're getting the outcomes that they want. And, and more so on the flip side, if they're not getting the outcomes they want, they're able to pivot earlier and look at where the changes aren't happening and adjust their training regimes or their dieting regimes to make sure they get down the path that they wanna go on. And then if we take it to the next extension, health and insurance, uh, health and life insurance, I should say, is another enormous market for us because insurers for 50 years have used BMI, which everybody knows is horribly inaccurate, but in fairness to them, they've never had an alternative outside of sending you to a physician and getting that physician to give you a checkup, which is a very cost, costly, I should say, uh, way to go about insuring someone, but a necessity because if your BMI um, says to them, you're in a high risk category or heading to a high risk category. They really need to understand you a little bit deeper. So they're gonna send you off to a doctor to have that check. Where we give them a bit of a shift in how they deal with policyholders or new engagements is our technology has the ability to measure those people and say to them, this is their body fat, these are their dimensions and probably the most paramount measurement that they're looking for is what is that person's waistline? Because if you understand someone's waistline, whether it be male, female, whatever ethnicity they are or so on, it really gives you a good idea of where they sit in the risk parameters for themselves against the chronic diseases that, that are probably the major drain on any health insurer, which is you know, diabetes, both type one and type two, cardiovascular, uh, sorry, cardio disease, respiratory illnesses, and all those things that really are, they are stemming quite often, apart from diabetes type one, they are all stemming from obesity, which then when you look at that in populations, it's probably up to 40% of most populations and higher in some. We're doing some work in Brazil where 56% of the population is either overweight or obese. So being able so to- let me, let me just ask though. So, so as an entrepreneur, when you started this company for your, for your own physique, did, did you have that sort of end goal in mind that we're gonna be this international company and we're gonna be able to get into the apparel space and we're gonna be able to get into the insurance space? Or, or was that something that every day you wake up and you recognize these new applications? Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that because probably my two focal points when I started the company with my partner, Dr. Catherine, was 
a fitness. As I said fitness. earlier, it's a no-brainer. It's a $700 billion a year market and apparel because the, the amount of times, because of the size I was in those days, I would buy clothing online and it wouldn't fit me. You know, I, I, I recall getting some um, Dallas Cowboy jerseys from the US sent over. And on a jersey in, in Australia, I'm a double XL. Whereas when I ordered out of the US, I'd have to be a 150 kilo linebacker and it just didn't fit. It looked like a dress. I ended up giving them away. It was disappointing because the time it took to, to get them. And all of these companies now have all of these um, returns policies because if you don't give a return, people are really reluctant to right. uh, <clears throat> online. So they were the two focal points of the business. But as we progressed the technology, we started being approached by multiple organisations, you know, telehealth, digital health, uh, people in the corporate wellness sector, especially in the US where the employers are paying for a lot of the healthcare of their senior executives and employees, where they really want to understand in these big organisations, Walmart is a perfect example, hundreds of thousands of staff. You can't track the health of all those people without having some sort of a HR program that brings yeah. health and wellness to the forefront. And you know, the, the direct measure against assisting an employee with their their health and their fitness and the, the level of caring they feel if you bring those programs in has been proven time and time again for better ROI as a business because less sick days, you know, better uh, attitudes, if you like, in the workplace and people that feel like they're being cared for and their, their longevity in the business is, is a lot longer. So we segue into all of those different markets. But again, it started with two. It started with apparel because it was a personal need and training, which was again a personal need. And expanded from there. But so, so you know, probably something that's going through the minds of a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening to this, you know, success story in the making, and, and we'll see where it, where it continues, is you know, a lot of us have these ideas, um, but that's kind of where it stops because the the internal discussion is, well, you know, I'm not a technology guy, I can't build an app, I don't know how to go down that path. Um, but I want to kind of just put it on the table. Are you a tech guy? Did you know how to develop apps and how to tweak it? Or, you know, how did you get out of the gate to come down this path? No, no I'm a capital markets guy. I've had 30 years in the capital markets and um, have always been somebody that, you know, looked at an opportunity and understood the value of the opportunity. But I think if you have a look at my team, which is about 26 strong now, we, we I'm just surrounded with smart people. You know, I often say, when talking to people, and you probably remember when we first met, um, I was a guy that had a great idea, but I had some really smart people deliver it. You okay. know? So I'm not a tech guy. I, I'm a learn on my feet guy. I, I liked the opportunity when I thought about it. The concept was mine initially um, to move it into apparel and fitness. And then Dr. Catherine, my partner, expanded on that with her knowledge. So she's the brains. I'm, I'm that guy that- You're the good look. You're the good looks. Yeah, and she's a good looks too. Yeah, there's no question, no question about that. But no, it's it's. Um, I, I'm a money markets guy. I, I've worked in the capital markets for 30 years, and um, I saw an opportunity. I saw a market position for something that was really needed, and a lot of people trying to do it. I might add. So probably, well, if you like, go on. No, no. I mean, I mean, that begs the question. In other words, so so you've made a transition of sorts from being the guy on the other side. Um, on the capital markets to being the the leader of this business venture, uh, um, I, I have to ask you what goes through your mind to all the naysayers, and 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 I'm sure that there were naysayers, right? 
Um, not even naysayers so much as when they say, and this is an honest question, when they say, it's just a, it's just an app, isn't it? You know, they'll say, Vlado, it's just a, it's just a measuring tool. And, and this is truly, sincerely, what I'm most fascinated about with everything that I've seen. You're a phenomenal storyteller. And I want to I get to some of the stories that I've heard from you about the celebrities and about the athletes. But how do you, how do you block out the naysayers? How did you have so much conviction and still do? Um, but how did you have this vision that it's more than just a product, it's more than just a measuring tool to really, um, to really grow it to a multi-product company how do you how do you how do you go from point a to point z is it certainly takes some tenacity because <laughs> you know the, the market is what it is and you know i remember back in 2017 when we started signing deals for the company but i i pointed out it's going to take some time to still deliver this and the market ran we, we'd been bottomed out at that stage i think we hit a low of three cents a share which is just frightening when you're a ceo so i had more cash at bank than I actually did in market cap in the company, which is just beyond me why, how that could be possible. But there were just so many negative people. Then we signed a deal with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather, and all of a sudden, we just got traction and it took off. But in fairness, I'm one of the few CEOs that will say this, we ran too hard, too fast. We went from you know, a single digit number to $1.65 we peaked. You know, wow. $247 million market cap and I just remember fund managers calling me at the time saying, are you looking for any capital? You've, you've hit that benchmark of where we're allowed to invest now. And I remember turning them down. A, we didn't need capital. B, I didn't want the dilution, but C, I knew it was going to come back. I just knew it right. couldn't stay where it was. And uh, I bumped into one of the guys from one of the major tech funds about a year ago. And he thanked me for not taking $10 million. Really? And I said to him, I said, Adrian, you would have hated that's not who I am and you, know, right. you get the negative people as you say the naysayers and that's a daily thing when you're the CEO of a public company you're never keeping everybody happy you know right. there are people that have never tried the tech and say it doesn't work so I challenge them I say listen go and get it or I'll give you a subscription give the tech a try if it doesn't do what it's meant to do you're, you're free to run any story you like but it does and I've heard say, you I've heard you I mean you are you know I've heard a lot of CEOs talk about their products and about their services but I'll tell you straight up, Lotto, you are, you are full of conviction. I mean, I've heard you talk about your product and about its authenticity and about its accuracy. I mean, you are passionate about, about its, uh, that it does what it says, you get what, it, what you say it can do. Absolutely. And one of the things we do to, if you like, validate that is we don't run around the street talking about our accuracy or our capabilities. We have it independently assessed. And we've had that done in hospitals, in research centers and in universities all over the world when they're doing our data collections for us. And we say to the guys, listen, run a, a feasibility across our accuracies, please. And let us know where you're seeing the accuracy fall and give us a written, you know, unblemished report from us. We don't want to interfere right. with you. You guys tell us what you think. And we're always getting 97, 98% plus accuracy, which, you know, even to have that delivered to you from a person who's fully trained in how to actually measure you, they wouldn't do that consistently. If they got you at 98% accuracy, they probably would walk out of the room and come back and measure you again and would slightly vary because unless they put an art liner across where they put the, the tape, you get that variance that comes in. So the beauty of using a digital interface, we anchor 12,000 data points across your body. And if anything shifts, we pick it up. 
we take into account breathing, we take into account fluorescent lights that flicker above you that might be between the captures of the camera. We take in the fact that you think you're standing still, but you're moving a little bit. So we factor all of this in and we take multiple front images and multiple side, and then inside the phone, we utilize those images to refine that to a single outline front and side, cleaned up, and that's what we send to the cloud. So nothing identifiable leaves the phone, and it gives you this beautiful accuracy in-house, where we use it all the time. We're 99 plus percent accuracy and repeatability because we use it a lot. And we say that to our, our users, the more you use it, the better you're gonna get at it, and the better it's gonna get at you. So it just gets better and better. So my favorite thing is, you know, we walk into some of these companies. I remember sitting in an office in New York with one of the huge clothing companies and the guys were really good guys. They, they said, we've seen them all. We're hoping one day someone walks in with the Holy Grail. So we see them all, but no one can do it. And, and I said, guys, listen, hear me out. Let me run the process. And then we're gonna run it on one of you, yourself, because you're gonna know your own measurements and see what you think. And I never forget getting through the meeting. We had a couple of guys who set the meeting up on video from California. These guys in New York and myself and, and my CEO, David. And okay. uh, David ran, ran it, showed the guys how fast it was, sub a minute, bang, bang, bang. There's the avatar, here's my dimensions. And one of the guys was the tailor, the measuring. And he said, gee, that looks pretty accurate. And I said, well, why don't we do you? And he goes, I'm not stripping off. And I said, you don't have to strip off. I said, but we'll do it in your clothing. We'll pin it back a little bit. And we've got to be pretty close, but your clothing is going to add some mass. So you've got to factor okay. that in. 30 seconds later, finished, one minute later, processed. And he looked at it and he says, geez, he said, that's accurate, isn't it? And I said, well, I expect it to be. He said, even this accuracy would change our returns position by 30%. That's and incredible. we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars for this company. Wow. Floored him. Absolutely floored him. Well, I was, so, I was a little bit, I was a little bit disappointed because the first time I heard you talk about it, I was so excited. I, I have to tell you, the first thing I did is I took up my phone and I started looking at my app store and I was a little bit disappointed. I was like, Vlado, I don't find the app. And that was a conscious business decision that you are, you know, mostly business to business and looking for strategic partners. This is not just for uh, John Doe that could just go on there and, and download it himself. So I was excited to see what I would look like a, as an avatar. I thought at least as an avatar, I could lose 20 or 30 pounds. But uh, why, why go that, uh, that strategic route, business to business? Yes, so I made that decision very early on because um, initially my view was measure yourself for a buck, you know, 99 cents, and just put it into the app store and let them flood in. And okay. I hired this gun marketing lady and she came on board and we got it from one of the big telecoms where she dealt in their apps area. And um, she even got, she was paid more than me. It, <laughs> it was one of these people, that, you know, you, you pay the freight because this right. is a person that I think can, can give me what I need. After about a month of her doing all the modeling and what it was going to cost, she came back to me looking for a $12 million budget to do the marketing to a B2C environment. Outside of having a near heart attack and that because my payback period on an individual, I think it was $160 per person to bring them into my ecosystem. And it's like most companies, I've started that way until they get to critical mass and it starts sorting itself sure, out. Sure, sure. But I just made a decision on the spot that day. That's not going to work for me. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be burning shareholders' money on all that marketing. I would rather go B2B, make it cost-effective, where I'm putting the, the opportunity into the hands of pre-existing environments. You know, the, 
the larger companies of the world, you know, the Conor McGregor's, the, the Floyd Mayweather's, where 41 million social media followers. And if you get 1% of those followers, we are profitable as a company. Yep. And we priced it accordingly so that they could have unlimited access. Mm -hmm. And so instead of a, a dollar for one scan, we made it $1.50 US for unlimited scans a month. And at 143,000 active users, we break even. At 410, at 1% of his social media following, we would get an enormous amount of profitability coming through from one client. But sure. I also made the conscious effort that I didn't want my balance sheet beholden to one. So I've always looked at this across multiple verticals, multiple businesses that can probably supply me an average of a million active users out of their business, which is usually working on between one and 3% of their active user base. And then from that, even if it came down to a dollar, an active user, because sure. the way our pricing works, it works from about a 499 price point on very low volume, all the way down to 80 cents for high volume per month, unlimited access to, to the technology. And that when you're looking at the different partners we have, that is ideal for them until you pivot to the insurers. The insurers want to do an assessment on the day they look to underwrite you, and then they want to check you quarterly. So we have a different business plan with insurers where it's $5 a year, they take four scans, and it's that covers them for the entire year to track them. So that, that was the, the pivot moment when I thought, yeah, I'm just not going to spend that kind of money. And, and didn't need to because we have 18 contracts signed now, 1.4 billion potential active users across those environments. And realistically as a business if we can get a million active users um, from 10 companies so 10 million active users a month not be beholden to any one company for our balance sheet sure. um, wouldn't 120 million dollars of revenue a year just from those guys at an average of one dollar and i don't think that's knocking the lights out when you look at what the company can do and all the companies that are trying to do what they have not been able to achieve it and they have to navigate our patents yeah so yeah. there's a there's a few sort of fences that i put around this as well well, it seems like you've um, you've definitely got the energy and the passion, and and I think the proof is in the pit, in the pudding. Meaning, you know, you very well could have just sat back and said, "Hey, listen, we've got a couple of verticals that we're pursuing, and we're publicly traded in Australia, and let's just uh, ride that wave." But um, but you've uh, you've you're pursuing the Nasdaq route, um, and uh, you've made a couple of announcements uh, along along that uh, along that path. Um, what uh with with within what you're able to tell us what do we have to look forward to over the next six to 12 months this is a number of the contracts we've already signed are going live so uh, we're looking forward to getting burn live shortly and body tracks uh, the guys at burn are california based guys they have a fitness app tracking app that uh, pays you to get healthy so they're getting enormous engagement from the right companies and they're a b2b to c as well so we sit inside their environment beautifully and they pay you to get the outcomes and then pay you to take the scans so it's a fantastic opportunity wow. for us there. okay they recently were letting me know they i think it was 24 million users they had from one group that was coming onto the platform wow. so again at one percent penetration um yeah. it's great for us we have the guys at body tracks in the uk uh, stellar business in penis machine super complementary to what we do you, their machine is a is a scale that you stand on it runs in penis so it's a, a small charge through your body that gives you composition we do the outside they do the inside they have 13 and a half million active users 
They went from 70 plus thousand scans a day when COVID hit to next to none because wow. people can't get into the facilities. So, you know, those guys are very forward thinking. Uh, we built the app with them and uh, that's getting closer to a launch as well. And then, you know, we've been getting to the end of the UX design upgrade for the, the Floyd Mayweather release as well. So those three are in the next 60, 90 days is what we're wow. looking at. And then there's all the others that fall in behind it. We're a little bit limited on team size, which if we're in the US, you know, when you're raising much larger money, we'd probably have a hundred guys working for us, but I've ran a pretty tight ship for the last um, seven years. We've had about 23, 25 million in our world. So in your world, about 18 million go into the business okay. and get it to where it is. And funnily enough, one of the meetings we had down in the Valley in Cali, they, the guys were saying to me, so what have you spent? And I said, it's uh, around about 20-ish million, your, your money. And he said, in seven years. He said, geez, if you're in the Valley, it would have been 200 million and it would have been two years. So I'm pretty proud of what the guys have created. I've got a stellar team. They work Great. very hard and they're delivering. Well, it's, uh, it's a great story, and uh, I think we're checking with you in the mid midway. Even though it's been seven years, I feel like it's still, uh, still the beginning of the journey, and um, I'm excited to hear uh, where things go, and um, you know, hopefully you'll invite me to the NASDAQ bell ringing when the time comes, and we'll have you back, and then we'll hear, uh, we'll hear the updates and the, uh, the tail end of the success. So thank you for Absolutely. taking the time. I appreciate it, and um, best of luck down the road. Thanks, Jeff. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Lado. Have a great day.